it's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. I am a psychic medium, teacher, founder of Soul Finder Academy, and membership for your soul. So um, today, I want to talk about a few things, and mainly what I want to talk about is soul pur- purpose versus soul alignment, and why it's more important to be aligned with your soul than to worry about your purpose. But before I get into that, I want to answer a couple of questions I got based on my last podcast called um, Past Lives versus Parallel lives, parallel time. Can't remember what the heck it's called, but whatever. It was episode number 11 before this episode. And uh, one person wrote me in and asked me why I no longer believe in past lives. And I do answer that question in that particular podcast, but I want to just give an abbreviated answer right now to help you to understand it. Um, And I did tell her I was going to answer it on this podcast. It's not that I don't believe in past lives. It's that I believe that you can heal in the moment. So many people believe that they have to go back into the past life or do a past life regression in order to heal whatever pain they caused in that past life or experienced in the present day today. And I believe that everything is happening today in the moment to some degree. There's too big of a conversation to get into. But if I have um, supposedly some karmic energy that I'm carrying in this lifetime because of a past lifetime, I don't have to go back to that past life to heal it. I can heal it here today in my consciousness today. So I think past life regression is great. I really do suggest doing it because it's a lot of fun and it really does teach you things. I think any type of healing modality that is done in a very professional manner where it's empowering you and not disempowering you is a great thing to do. But that's my belief system, and it doesn't mean that it should be your belief system. So I want to talk about a couple of things in regards to belief systems. So more specifically, what she was asking is what made me change my belief system? And what made me change my belief system around needing to do a past life in order to heal was the ability to see simultaneous healing in the moment. So What I'm able to do, and I feel all of us are able to do, is in the moment when something is triggering me, I am able to figure out where that trigger initiated and not react to that trigger. And I'm able to heal it in the moment. And sometimes I can't heal it in the moment if it's too hot and it's too much of a trigger that I'm able to pause, recognize that I'm being triggered based on a past experience. And then I will move and into a moment where I have like some freedom, you know, say somebody's screaming at you and you can't in that moment heal what's going on, but you recognize the trigger, you recognize there's something there that needs to be healed. And then I pause. And then when I walk away, I take care of it. So what I have realized is that I don't need to go into all these scenarios in order to heal something that's existing in my body and my consciousness today. But again, I'm all for anything that helps you, anything that's going to facilitate healing, anything that's going to facilitate you to be the brightest light that you can be. So I hope that I answered that question. And then I got another comment about uh, from another student of mine who said that she felt that past lives and parallel time were the same thing. And she explained it. And because I don't have her permission to read the question, I just want to say that, again, I'm going to say to all of you, Believe what works for you. I celebrate people's belief systems as long as they're not harming other people. So my belief systems I'm very much putting in front of you saying, this is what I believe, but please find what you believe in and what empowers you. 
So I just wanted to uh, reiterate all that. Um, I want to talk about one more thing before we get into the topic today, which is about soul alignment versus soul purpose. So I'm kind of doing this uh, flying at the seat of my pants because I'm supposed to be off a vacation right now and I'm not um, still working a bit. So I'm not sure if a podcast will be out next week, but for those of you who are just learning about me, I would definitely get on my list. You can go to marilynaloria.com and join my email list. Um, This is the end of the year of 2020. And I do a predictions recording, a channeled predictions recording at the end of the year. So um, I will be sending that out soon. And that'll probably be my opt-in on my website, probably for a couple of months, um, depending sometimes things change, but it's, they're usually really incredible channeled recordings. um, Because my guides are all about action oriented steps, tools and techniques. So that's not about like, it does never disempowers you. It's never like, this is what's happening in January. So you're screwed, get over it. You know, the moon is passing Uranus and whatever, which I'm going to talk to you about something that happened to me recently, which is why I'm all about doing readings or people doing readings when I teach my students to empower people. If something is not going well, and it looks like in the reading, it's going to continue to not go well because maybe it's not the best relationship or there's something awry. You always give techniques and tools for the person to expand, grow, and learn from it. You never just leave somebody with a deflated response. I don't believe in that. And this is a topic I'll talk more about in the future because I really want to get to today's topic about soul alignment versus soul purpose. But I recently had an experience. A lot of you know that I don't believe in astrology. And the reason what what I don't believe in astrology is, to me, I believe in free will, ultimate free will. And I believe in the planets and I believe in the stars. And I also believe that you can connect to them in their own energetic way, in your own energetic way, and get information from them. I don't have anything against astrologers. I don't have anything against that system because I have students that it has healed them. It has helped them. It has helped them understand their path. It has really supported them in their life. So I'm all for it. So in my membership program, we actually had astrologer on to teach a course because it's not my area of expertise. And just because it doesn't speak to me, I recognize that it speaks to a lot of my students. So I am always am inviting teachers into that program so you, people, my students can learn my community. I'd rather call them my community because I, I feel like we are all like in this beautiful soul light together, can learn from other people who are experts in a field that I am not an expert in. I am all for celebrating other people, other teachers, and even my community. With that said, I played around a little bit with it because I'd been looking for a place to live. And I heard about Astrocarthy. I'm going to say that wrong, Astrocarthy. I'm sure a lot of you will email me and correct me on how I'm saying it. Basically, it's about your birth time and the ley lines and the best place for you to live. And I don't really know my birth time. um, So we kind of figured it out through life experience. And I went to this guy and I thought he was pretty good. It was a couple of years ago. And he also said to me, you know, you're moving into relationship, everything is like opening up for you. And I was like, wow, that's great reading. Love it. And um, I went to him again and we talked about certain locations and then um, somebody suggested someone else. And I went to someone else because I was just curious about the locations. I'm still trying to hone in where's the place I want to go for like the next 20, 25 years, however long before I end up. I know there'll be another place after that. And uh, that guy was, it was horrible, horrible. I was like, he was telling me that I needed to live in another part of the world completely in a hot, dry climate. And anybody who knows me, if it's over 70 degrees, I'm friggin' miserable. 
I am not happy. I do not like dry climates. I like wet. I know I'm in California, but I'm in Northern California now, which is much more uh, rain and wet climate. And the, the temperature here is great. I can't stand the heat. So I was like, what the F is this? You know, and he gave no solution with it at all. So I threw out that recording. I just, I don't believe in this stuff. I believe in free will. I think it's interesting when this information comes forward and you could like do something with it. I didn't know I was going to get into all this and hopefully I'll get into the soul alignment versus soul purpose soon, but I need to continue on this because it's important to me. So with the other person I was talking to, I live in um, a county in California. I'm not going to say where, it doesn't matter. Anyway, and he said, you know, I said, well, what am I doing here? What is this about? And he said, well, if you wanted to be a monk, it's a perfect place for you. So I recently wrote him a beautiful question about, okay, I'm not planning on leaving right away. I have a really good life here. I mean, it's lockdown right now and I'm able to hike. I'm still able to play tennis, thankfully. You know, the weather's amazing. It's a beautiful existence. I am not complaining. Um, it's been a little bit hard connecting to soul light people. You know, I have nice community in tennis now. It's really great. I have beautiful neighbors. I love them. So there's a lot of good to it, but it's not, it's definitely not my new home. Let's say that where my soul community, like I have a beautiful soul community. I have tons of friends for over 40 years in different parts of the country. And that's what I'm kind of looking to live around. So I wrote him an email saying, okay, so since I'm not moving from this location right away, and you said that it's kind of like a monk type of energy, what can I do to invite in community, invite in um, romantic relationships, and also uh, like-minded friends. And even if they're not here and living here, what can I do while I'm here to meet them in other locations? Like, what could I do with all of this? Now, if you were coming to me as a person for a reading, my guides would give you a ton of solutions on that. They would say, do this, do that, go here, go there, check this out, try this out. That's the way my guides work. I got the most limiting response. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was flabbergasted. It was like, well, Saturn's in your ass. I don't know what the friggy said. I don't even remember. And you know, Mars is up your nose and you're going to be a monk until September 2021. I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? I'm like, there is, this is why I don't like this. Now that could be that particular reader because I, I, I have not met every astrologer out there. So please know that if you're an astrologer and listening to this, I respect you. I have had astrologers on my membership program. I have guessed, I've had them as guests teach, uh, guest people interviewing them. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this is why anybody who doesn't give me free will or empower me in the reading, I don't want anything to do with you. And this is why I don't get readings. I was just doing this to play with location because it was suggested for me. So I was like, what? And I just, my response to him was, thanks a lot. That's it. Like I'm done. And there could be truth out there with the energy of the planets. This is where my belief system comes into place. I don't engage in that. I engage in direct connection with source, with my guides. And if for some reason something's bumpy along the way or something's coming down the pipe, look, life experience happens. I'm going through something in my family right now that makes life difficult. Do you choose to focus on the difficulty or do you chose, choose to learn from it, grow from it, expand and move on? And that's my whole thing. So many of my students are readers, right? And we recommend readers and stuff like that. And we do readings in membership. I do readings still in membership and Soulfinder Academy and stuff like that. But the thing that I teach, it's always empowerment. It's always like in the beginning of a reading, when I used to do private readings, I'd say to the person, 
Take what you like and leave the rest. You are the master of your destiny, not me. I'm going to give you everything I can in this moment. I'm going to give you tools and techniques. Everything's coming through me from my guides who are speaking to your guides, but you choose what you like. The reading is the beginning of your journey. So I didn't know I was going to go that off on this, but I did. And I'm probably going to discuss this more down the line. And please know, like I said, I know there are people out there that don't do this, or they may say, you know, it's a little tricky with the planets, da 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 but think about this. I hope you do. So that's my soapbox. But again, I'm going to say this one more time, and please friggin' hear this. Believe what you want to believe. You're listening to me, and you're getting my opinions. You're getting what works for me. But I respect your opinions. I respect where you come from. Don't try to push your opinions on me, just like I'm not trying to push my opinions on you. This is what works for me. Find what works for you. It's so it's such an easier way of being, right? I love teaching in that space. I love teaching in potential so that people could really look at what I'm teaching them and say, hmm, I like this. And then I'm going to marry this with that thing I learned in Reiki and that thing I learned from that spiritual advisor and that thing I learned in Acoustic Records. Oh, now I've got my own brand going on. Oh, I like this. This helps me. Oh, this really is my truth. That's what I like. So let's talk about soul purpose versus soul alignment. And maybe I'll do this in a two-part thing. I have many students that come to me and they will say, especially when I was doing readings, this reader told me I'm a healer and I don't know what the heck that means. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. And I'm frozen. They're basically frozen because they're so afraid to take any step It resonated with them that they were a healer, but they didn't understand what kind of healer they were, how they were supposed to heal. So then many of them will come to, would come to me at that point and say, because it would come up in a reading and they'd be like, I heard that, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to do A, B, C, D, and F. And they, they would be like afraid to take a class, afraid to take a certification, because what if it was the wrong thing? They got disempowered in that moment. And that's not what's supposed to happen. And this is where I started teaching that it's more important to be aligned with your soul than to worry about your purpose. Because if you were told your purpose is to be a healer, period, I teach a dot, dot, dot technique, never put a period at the end of the sentence. So then what? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Healers come in many different forms. Everybody's in service. So I was like, oh my goodness, I have to start teaching soul alignment, which is what Soul Finder Academy is all about. It's about aligning with your soul and aligning with your truth and living from there. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to explain to you about the difference so that you're not walking away from this podcast going, will you just tell me? So when I started hearing this and I was thinking about it, I started thinking about my own career path and how I set out as one purpose And then it went into another purpose and went into another purpose and another purpose. And if I just stayed focused on just one purpose, I would have been fucked. There's no question about it. And I recognize that all my jobs came out of my joy. And that's what SFA is about. Soul Finder Academy is about. It's about getting back in touch with your joy and remembering who you are. So when I was in college, first I was going to college to be an accountant. And my brother, very wise brother said, "Uh, what are you doing? Why? You? an accountant. And he was so right. I got like a D in accounting. I was like, oh, geez, I can't do this. And really what I wanted to be was an actress when I was a kid, but I didn't believe I could be an actress because I was told I couldn't be an actress. So he talked me into studying communications, television communication. So I went off to college and I 
did an internship at MTV Networks. And I was, I didn't even know, they just put me in this department called production management. I didn't know anything about it. And I was interning there. I was interning with this other intern. He was a snarky little nasty kid. And he once went out on an errand and never came back. I was like, oh my goodness. But I did my work and I stayed there and it was fun. And the people I worked with were great. And then I went back to school. I had one more semester and I stayed in touch with them. And when I came back from winter, um, from Thanksgiving, I worked for them for free. I did Club MTV. I'm dating myself, but who cares? And they really liked me. So before I graduated, they offered me a job, which was amazing because I had so many friends that could not get jobs in TV. So I graduated and I started working with MTV Networks and it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was an incredible company to work for. Everybody, the average age at that point was like 26 years old in the company. We were flying around, going to different locations. We just, I made a lot of solid friends. We had a great, great time, but it wasn't my truth. And here I was rising up the ladder at MTV. Um, and I'll never forget, like very early on in my work there, when I was working there, I was working spring break at Daytona, Florida. It was friggin' disgusting. I mean, there was puke everywhere, shit in the, the hallways. I mean, I'm just being really honest with you. It was disgusting. I'll never forget, I was walking through a bar and somebody grabbed my ass and I threw a drink on him and I, I threw it at the wrong guy. I was like, I don't care. So... I was doing spring break. You, we barely slept. We were up all night working. I remember getting out of the shower. Like I had maybe three hours of sleep. I had to get back on set, back to the venue. And I was exhausted and I just started crying. And I was like, I can't do this. Maybe I should just be a te uh, teacher. I don't know what to do. I can't do this. But there was no answer for me. I just knew it wasn't right. But I kept going up the ladder and I went and worked at NBC Olympics and I worked at Fox News and back to NBC Olympics where I won an Emmy and back to MTV, like just, just all these things, right? So while I was working for, I believe it was MTV, because I, I did a little bit of um, cycling around and kept going back to MTV and getting promoted, which was really nice and ended in NBC Olympics, which I'll explain in a minute. I went to therapy because I was miserable. I was really depressed. I was really unhappy. I was like, I need friggin' help. And when I went to therapy, my therapist asked me what I wanted to be. And I, I remember I listed out actress, talk show host, work with teenage pregnant uh, mothers, just all these different things. I wish I had that list today. And through my therapy with her, she felt that I needed to go take act improv classes with Sheila Gray, amazing acting teacher in New York City, absolute beautiful soul, still teaches acting, apparently is teaching it on Zoom. If you're interested in doing it or even getting out of your shell, I recommend Sheila Gray completely because she is just a phenomenal person. So my therapist at the time said, go take this improv class. You could get out of your shell and really start feeling more secure. I was had really low self-esteem and I took a class and it was great. It was so much fun. And then I took a sense memory class. She's a method acting, method acting. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget the sense memory class. This is how beautiful Sheila was. You have to, we were sitting in a space and she came over to me. She said, I want you to pretend you're in a safe place. And then she left me and went to other students and I couldn't come up with a safe space. I didn't have any place in my life that was safe. And she came back to me and she was like, okay, so you do, you have your safe space. And I was like, no, I don't have any place that's safe for me. And she said, did you have a dog when you were younger? And I said, yeah. And that just, my face lit up and she's like, okay, pretend you're petting the dog. And it took me to safety right away. She was just great. 
So I started loving the classes and I started taking more classes with her and scene study classes. And while I was doing that, I was pursuing my TV career, my behind the scenes TV career. And um, she would say to me, you know, you could get work as an actress. And I started falling in love with it. And that truth started coming back to me like, oh, wait, this is what I wanted to do. But thought I was too old. I was in my late 20s. I was too old to do this. I remember I was sitting down having lunch with uh, dinner with somebody after the we were at scene study class, a bunch of actors. And I said, well, maybe I'll go for commercials. And he like went off of me. He's like, you're t- studying this type of acting to do commercials? Like, how dare you? But it was actually a good conversation because it woke me up. Like, why am I doing this? And I'll never forget, I was at Fox News and um, which was not, it was the very first show that Fox News ever did. It was not a great experience for me at all, just because of the people I was working with. And um, I had to come to Jesus moment, if that's what you want to call it. And I went, I want to be an actress. And I'll never forget, I turned around to my friend Susan and I told her and she said, good for you. You can do it. And so I started believing in it. And I got this incredible job at NBC Olympics. That was a year and a half. And it was a contracted job. And I was the senior profiles manager, such a great position. NBC was so good to me. They were the most amazing people. So was MTV. I loved both those companies so much. I was so blessed. But with NBC, it wasn't like MTV's hours. I was able to leave at a decent time. So I was studying my craft at night and I was putting on acting showcases. And I decided at the end of my, con- I was saving money because I was making good money. And I decided at the end of my contract, I was going to leave to become an actress. And I'll never forget at the end of my contract, NBC had gotten years and years of the Olympics contract. And the senior VP called me into her office and she's like, we want you to stay with us. And she was trying to find, you know, it was about going to be a four month layoff before I could come back on into the work field before the, it kicked in again. And I said to her, you know, no, I'm going to be an actress. And she said, okay. Um, so I left there and I started pursuing acting. And there's a whole story around that with intuition. I think I shared some of that with you guys already, but maybe I'll come back to it. And I um, started acting. So I got right away, I got the lead in an off-Broadway play, made me equity. I started getting off um, some independent films, SAG films. And I, while I was doing that, my psychic ability started opening up. My mediumship ability started opening up. And I really wasn't very happy as an actress. I There were moments where I absolutely loved it. It was so incredible. I remember I was doing this independent film and it was December. It was really, really cold out. And I had to be in the ocean because supposedly I died. And I had to crawl out of the ocean and sand was pelting me in the face because it was so cold. And I was in a friggin' bikini, had no business being in a bikini at that point in my life. And I, and that's like, who cares, right? I was in a red bikini and I looked beautiful and I was crawling out. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. This is amazing. Forgive me, God, for using your name in vain. But there came a point where I started not doing so well because people's comments, critiques about me as an actress got into my head. And um, my psychic ability started going through the roof. So I want to show you something here. In college, I didn't, my purpose was uh, communications, TV. I interned, I just followed my passion, you know, okay. And then I got a job. Then while I was doing that job, I was told go to improv acting And I started aligning with my soul doing that. And then I became an actress. And now I'm an actress. I'm aligned with my soul. 
And I think my purpose is to be an actress, make people laugh, motivate people through story. I, I started writing a little bit. And then my psychic ability started going through the roof and I started seeing dead people everywhere. And all the stuff was happening to me. And I was like, I've got to learn how to use this. You know, Hans King, this beautiful medium said, learn how to use your gifts. It'll move your life along. And I started studying because I, I was going nuts, to be honest. And then I fell in love with it. And while you're doing, while you're studying, you have to give readings. I was giving readings to practice my craft and my readings were off the charts, crazy. Like I was realizing I really can talk to deceased loved ones. I was getting names. I was getting exact things, information, and also information that couldn't possibly, the person didn't know. And then they would come back and be like, holy shit. And it was when I was working on Sal Minio's case because I came upon his spirit and he was telling, giving me all this information that I was working on it with the person I was working with. And I had to leave to go and do a film. And I did not want to leave working on the murder case, did not want to leave working with his spirit that I realized I didn't want to be an actress anymore. So I wrote, I did the short film. I took my stuff all off of the acting things. I called my commercial. I only had a commercial agent. I might've had a manager then. I don't remember called my commercial agent, said, don't send me out anymore. I'm not interested. And I quit acting completely. And I fell into my career. And here I am then doing my career and I'm doing readings and I'm booked. I wouldn't be booked for a year. I didn't allow that. So I was booked six months out with like a waiting list of hundreds on it. And all of a sudden I'm doing readings and I'm teaching too. I was always teaching from day one. I was having small groups in my living room or um, doing um, things outside. And I was falling more in love with teaching than readings and reading started exhausting me. And I didn't like the fact that people were coming with to me with big life problems and they didn't feel like they could make the decision without my reading. And that bothered me. And I was always a reader that, yeah, I gave you definitive stuff. Like I would say that if it was there because it wasn't me, it was my guide. So whatever they wanted to come through me. But I always did it with a free will, you know, this is what you need to do. Like if someone came to me and said, um, my relationship with my husband isn't very good, but I wanted to work, I would deep dive in there and, and give out solutions as to what they needed to do, mainly about themselves, what they weren't seeing in themselves to empower themselves. So while I was doing this work, I was seeing a need for people to learn how to do this for themselves. And I was really, my energy level with readings was just hitting the ground. Like I was exhausted. I didn't want to, I started getting to the point where I didn't want to do them. I did not look forward to them. And I made a promise that once it got to that, I was not going to do them anymore. But I loved teaching. I loved putting together product. I can make, I can create content in a second. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that way. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is, and my guides are teaching guides. And what I mean by that is they, that they are with me. We are teaching. We are, they just, people can ask me a question in my community and nine times out of 10, they'll have the answer. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll be like, I really don't know. I don't have the answer for that. It's not coming through me. You're going to have to go somewhere else to get that. But if I'm in a channeled state, it usually is coming through. And I realized I don't want to read anymore. So I gave it up. And um, started building membership for your soul. And then I created Soul Finder Academy back in April 2019. And that's my signature course. And then I have other courses that I teach too. 
And I do group readings in my programs um, that may change in a year from now. I don't know, but I do do those. And I do soul sessions where I teach people in Soulfinder Academy how to channel because that's really important to me for them to learn how to do it themselves. And membership has got tons of courses in there where they learn a ton of great stuff. So it depends on where the person wants to um, be. So again, I got aligned with my soul. And my purpose over time has changed. But has it really? What's changed is the clothing I'm wearing, how I deliver it. I always want to empower people to believe in themselves. I recognize now I've been in business over 14 years, I think it's been. And I only realized this year in 2020, 14 years into it, that my my purpose, if we have to use that word, is to help people believe that the dreams in their heart are meant to be lived, not to suffer. Doesn't mean that the dream in your heart is going to exactly unfold the way you're dreaming it. Spirit's got something bigger and greater for you. So I teach how you can take the brackets off and allow for more expansion. So my purpose is, I heard somebody else say this, and I said it the last time he said, it was Evan Carmichael, you know, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. It's it's not that, it's that, I think that's beautiful. He seems beautiful to me. I don't know him, um, what little I know. I don't know anything about him, so I can't really say, speak to his character. But for me, it's, I feel like I can see people's souls. I can see their potential. I can see their light. I can see their expansion. And my goal is not to need me to see that in yourself. My goal is for you to see it in yourself. Because that's what matters. That's the magic. Not, oh my goodness, I need to hear from Marilyn. I know like I have a hard time sometimes receiving compliments and I'll tell my community that when they're saying something and I'm learning how to receive it more. But my goal is to give them the reins, give them the steering wheel. Let me teach you the techniques and tools to get there yourself because I'm not going to be with you 24 hours a day. And I want you to be able to make the choices for yourself. I want you to believe in yourself, believe in the light of your soul. So that's my my belief system, my purpose right now that I feel right now, right? My platform is teaching you the GPS system to your soul. How do you get the answers? How do you get aligned with your soul so that you're living your purpose, not your purpose of your grandma, Franny, or Uncle Sal, or um, your mom, or your dad, or your fifth grade teacher? your purpose. So that's why I think it's more important to be aligned with your soul because when you're aligned with your soul, you're living in your joy. Your joy is where your passions are and your dreams are and where your purpose is. When people would say to me on a call, like I do big group calls sometimes on telesummits and I'll, I'll get a quick question like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do? And they're like, oh, I like walking the dog. I really enjoy that. And I'm like, well, then walk the dog right now, because in that moment, maybe you're going to figure out a career by walking dogs. And I'm not saying be a dog walker, because a lot of times people are like, no, I don't want to be a dog walker. I'm like, I'm not saying that. But while you're doing the thing you love to do, you're going to figure out what it is you're meant to do, not by looking at what you don't like to do. So you want to do the things you enjoy. This is what I teach in Soulfinder Academy, the SAS technique. The second pillar of the SAS technique, um, the second A is alignment, alignment with your soul, remembering who you are. That thing you wanted to be as a kid, maybe you can't be the ballerina today, but there are certain character traits to that that you possess today that is working for you today that you're meant to put into your life's purpose. I really don't like the word purpose because I feel like it is a container that sticks people. But if you, but you may like that word and that's okay. But for me, I'm always like, 
is this aligned with my soul? I'm aligned. What's the next thing? And you know what else that helps me to do? It helps me to grow with my community because my community is so phenomenal that they'll come to me with a question and I'll be like, Ooh, I like that. And then my guides will drop in this whole course and I'll be like, Oh, there it is. We got to teach this now because life is changing. Times are changing. Consciousness is changing, right? We're adapting to new situations, new environmental situations, everything that's going on. And I want people to be the brightest light in that. And I want you to be your bright light, not my bright light, your bright light. So alignment is so much more important than purpose. And I I just... Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have to say, but the biggest thing I have to say is follow your joy, follow your joy. In Soulfinder Academy, we have this, um, it's based on the four pillar system called SAS that I created. And the first S is subconscious thinking. And it's about um, your, your thoughts because your thoughts are creating your life and you really want to be aware of them. The second, the A in it is alignment with your soul. It's remembering who you are, remembering your joy because a lot of people got out of that. And it all came from me getting out of my joy again. And my guides taught me, they're like, you got to get back into your joy, girl. The third S is um, soul ignition. It's when we light it up and you start living it because that's where it happens. People are like, I'm in a career. I'm not retiring for two years. You're asking me to leave. No, I'm not asking you to leave. I'm asking you to get aligned to your soul because when you do leave, you want this magical thing waiting for you. I understand the golden handcuffs. I understand the 401k plan. I understand the responsibilities. Does that mean you have to wait until you retire to live? So the third S is soul ignition. And then the fourth S is synchronicity. That's when the universe is like, oh, I get what she wants. She's aligned with her soul. Let's deliver it now. And a lot of times in Soul Finder Academy, the synchronicity comes in while they're in soul ignition. They're like, oh my goodness, already seeing the soul synchronicity and they don't learn how to read it. So get aligned with your soul. Enjoy it. Now, I'm going to leave you because I got to go. Oh my goodness. Join my list, especially if it's the end of December and the beginning of January. I do a predictions and you can go to marilynlaurie.com and put in your email and you will get an email soon about those predictions. And then, um, and then if you're on my list and you come past it, you may have to find them. Um, join the list again. I don't know. Cause I think we're, we're publishing them December 25th or somewhere December 28th, somewhere around there. I don't remember when. And then that's it. That's all I have to say. I hope to do a podcast next week. I may not. And um, so hopefully you'll get one. And if you don't, um, I may skip the last week in December. I know these are supposed to be evergreen, but whatever. And I'm not supposed to say things like that, but too bad. It's not evergreen. Here I am recording it in December of 2020. Oh, December 21st, 2020, which is the solstice. And uh, so if, if you get one next week, I hope to do one. If not, I will see you in January for sure. Thank you so much. And remember all of this. It's like, who can it be now? Who are we opening up to? Who is the universe bringing us? What is going on? All right, guys. And if you have an email or you have a comment, you can email us at info at who can it be now podcast. Who can it be now podcast.com. Info at who can it be now podcast.com. Much love to all of you. Bye. 